1: I hate to break the fishing news up, Mchuck but I'd like to speak
4: about the ice hockey.
2: Congratulations, you're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast.
4: We just traded a migraine in for, like, an orgasm. Might want to mark that down, Nuramchuk. Uh, uh, yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not.
2: A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts.
3: About as funny as we're going to get uh, today.
0: Welcome in episode 219 of the Real Life Podcast, brought to you by Oodle Noodle, Edmonton's number one noodle shop, Uh, 14 locations in the Edmonton area? Or is it 13 and we're talking about 14?
4: No, we're 14 and
0: now we're talking about 15. 14 talking about 15. As always, Oodle Noodle does great stuff for your stomach. They also do great stuff for the community. 10% of all in-store proceeds go towards a local charity. Drumroll, Jay, the charity this week is...
4: The Bissell Center. It's still the Bissell Center? Yeah, we're helping fundraise for their Thanksgiving meal program. I would
5: like to say, Jay, that no matter what anybody says, I thought you julienned those peppers quite nicely. Uh,
4: You know, Josh actually did a good job making me look better than I actually was. It was embarrassing.
0: (laughs) If you want to know what they're talking about, head over to the Oodle Noodle Instagram. Watch the weekly charity video that is up there right now. Uh, you heard Bag Milk's voice. You heard Jay's. Wanye is also here, and so is Traumers. Traumers in a bad mood because he didn't get to watch any football because he was at his kid's hockey practice. Which you know, priorities, I guess.
3: Well, yeah, it was. It wasn't. I wasn't in a bad mood because of that. It was just a weird weekend all around. Like we hadn't heard anything about our kid's hockey teams um, after evaluations, and we knew that the that the rosters were going to be. Posted on the website by October 3rd, which was uh, Friday. And they were, um, but what we didn't know was that that we were going to have practices and uh, games this weekend. So we got our team rosters, and I've committed to head coach one of them and help out with the other one. And all of a sudden, we had a lot of work ahead of us to get this team, you know, just to get everybody understanding what we were doing, parent meetings, you know, get all the parents to – for Like the COVID uh, protocols, and those was a lot of work all day Friday, and then for an 8 a.m. practice on Saturday, and then it just kind of warped into it. We had two games on Sunday, and I didn't get to watch much football. So went from sitting on my couch all last weekend watching football to not a single play until the Sunday nighter, which I got to watch a little bit of.
5: So, Shalmers, like, what, what's going on with kids, like minor hockey right now? Obviously, it's not. I, I would imagine you don't bring your boys into the dressing room for a normal kind of pregame, that kind of experience.
3: Right. So, what really is happening is they're kind of limit the amount of people that actually come to the arena. Um, first things first, you have to bring your kids fully dressed to hockey. Uh, they, 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 they don't really want you to bring their hockey bags in, but understand if you do. So, basically, we're dressing at home. Um, and then just taking our sticks, our skates, our gloves, and our helmet into the arena with us and a water bottle. Um, the kids are wearing masks until they get their helmet on. So, basically, as when we get to the arena, we're fully dressed. We then walk in. Only one parent is recommended to come. So, we go into the dressing room, tie their skates, and then the parents are immediately supposed to leave. And they are to exit the building until the scheduled ice time starts and then they can go up to the stands and watch um the kids in the dressing room once they have their skates on if they put their helmet on they can take off their mask and then it's just kind of hockey as usual from that part um other than when you get on the ice so my son's first year adam this is the first year he's gone into full ice this is my older boy and um you know this is the first time they get to play actual game Style hockey where there's face-offs and there's penalties and there's, you know, icings offsides and line changes and they keep score. So it's really exciting for the boys, but there's been some slight changes. Um, The most notable is we're not, we're only doing face-offs at the beginning of the first and second period. Um, If you score a goal, uh, the other team is just required to go to center and you basically break out and attack Um, penalties. Uh, we're not stopping the play for penalties, a penalty. We are stopping it, but instead of a two-minute penalty, they're just getting a penalty shot. Um, Other than that, they're keeping score. They're on the bench. They're close to each other. You know, it's it's just slightly altered. But, uh, you know, because of their first year Adam, you know, a lot of them don't know any difference. There is some second-year Adams on our team. And, um, you know, after talking to them and talking to their parents, I mean, I think it's the best that they could do in what they're doing. So that's kind of how it's looking so far.
0: So the no face-offs, like, is that just to prevent the moments where, like, there would be two kids standing right next to each other?
3: You know, I, I would like to say yes. You're kind of on your cohort team, so yeah. your team is going to stand next to each other on the bench. I mean, the benches are only so big, right? So, yeah. like, I do get that for... for um keeping the kids apart because what they're what they're also doing is we're only playing one other team for three weeks and then once we're done that three weeks and playing that single team three weeks straight we then take a week or two off they haven't decided yet but i think it's going to be two where we just practice and then we get a new cohort team that we play at then for the next three weeks and it's only you and them you know so you have a little bit of a a little period between between playing so so that in that way it's a little different um
1: your like, do you think that this is going to be what the NHL adopts going
5: forward? <laughs> uh, like
0: a, a modified version of that schedule, yeah, where maybe you do have to play the yeah. same teams in the same bubble or whatever. Like The Oilers, I,
5: yeah. Because Frank Saravali wrote about it at TSN, and we covered it at all our sites, too, that they're actually legitimately looking at an all-Canadian division for next season. At Whoa. least to start. How the fuck is that stressful
4: work? will that be? Every game is huge. We have to play the Leafs like 12 times.
5: Can How does that work, though? Like, wouldn't somebody get stabbed with a skate by game four or whatever? Wouldn't
0: all the stats going forward be yep. all hanky-janky and asterisk Yep. Wazoo? That's my problem with that system, with like going and messing with the divisions for a year, is like, what, you're going to look back on the 2021 season <clears> for eternity and be like, oh yeah, that was the fucked up one where all the Canadian teams played together? And like, if they do that and it's like, all right, the Canadian teams play each other in the playoffs, all this stuff... What if this is the year that the Stanley Cup drought ends? but it's in a year where like they were it was easier to win as a Canadian team because like one of them was guaranteed in the second round. But like of how playoffs. does the
1: logistics even work? There's only six Canadian teams, right? Seven.
0: Seven.
1: Seven. And there's thirty. So there's twenty four teams playing each other and seven teams playing each other all the time?
0: Well, they would also do like a, a Pacific division that's like Arizona, Vegas, San Jose, Anaheim, LA. Oh, I see. They do. The like, problem's in-
1: crossing the border too, right? Like yeah. how the Jays got ordered out of the
0: country. <laughs> yeah. For six. Um, sorry. Okay. So Chalmers, you said like you have to play the same team for three weeks and is it once a week?
3: Yeah. So we still at this level. We're just doing one practice a week and one game per week. So yeah. the practice is on Saturday and the game is on Sunday. You times that by two boys and that's what we're doing, you know? Wow. So, yeah,
0: that's, uh, I mean,
3: it. it's still good. The fact of the matter is, is this is, I would definitely, if you asked me at the beginning of the year, would you rather have hockey in this hybrid form? Or would you not rather have it at all? I mean, obviously, I take hockey. Yeah. They're doing the best they can, and it's constantly changing. That's the other thing. So I do not envy the people who are high up at, you know, for instance, our community league, which is West, uh, White Mud West. They've had a I don't feel like you know mountain of work to get just to this point, point. Um, and it just kind of trickles down to the fact that as coaches, then we are li- we have limited information to provide to the parents. And then the parents kind of just, you know, they have to kind of go with the flow. And I can see how they would get frustrated not knowing everything, you know?
0: Have have you had a parent, like, get pissed at you yet and be like, why the fuck is this happening?
3: So, no, there's lots of questions about it. There's definitely, you know, there's definitely, there's been, there's been good information that came out after Friday. So I was able to have a team meeting um, yesterday before the game and then again after the game out in the field, you know, so we could all be apart. and. And I was able to communicate, you know, a lot of the things and how that this was going to look this year. And I think, I think we're still being in the first weekend. Um, I think parents are, you know, a little, I don't know, I guess hesitant to probably bring up their problems in front of a whole group of people that they don't, they don't really know. I imagine that, 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 you know, after this week, I'll probably start to get some emails and, and questions about just going forward and, is this really how it's going to look? But, you know, it, it, to be honest, it really wasn't that bad. I think it was just the part that frustrated me was just how quickly it all happened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as and much as that frustrates football. me. And I miss football. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's fine.
0: If you could compare yourself to one NHL head coach in terms of style, like stylistically uh, wise, who burn, would it be? Pat Burns! Mike
3: Burn see. me! Well, you know what? I am Terry not. Very crisp. Yeah, Terry Crisp. I, I look like, uh, I might say. George what, Burnett. <laughs> Andrew. I don't know, man. I don't really know the style of coaches. My coaching style is very laid back. Uh, what? I, I knew. I've known uh, like no know. Shocking to me. I know. I know. And it's It is shocking because I am a high, I'm a high level guy when it comes to like my emotions and I get ramped up. And, uh, <laughs> Somehow, when I walk into that arena, I catch perspective pretty quick as to what we're actually doing out there, <laughs> and uh, and so I don't really project that too much to them. Do I get frustrated inside? And maybe yeah, a little you'll bit. Just
1: fat right? and Peewee or some shit. Is they're just too little still? So.
3: Yeah. Well, that's they're Adam, right? So it's U eleven. What is what they're calling it these days? Um, you'll all know it is Adam. But it's I mean it's nine and ten year olds, right? And they're they they kind of just want to play and they. You know, okay, so on the ice, at, at games, I, I I teach. I'm I'm very empathetic with the way that they're feeling about how they are on the ice, and I get that. At practices, um, I've got rules, and if you break them, you know, it's, it's go time, it's skate time. And, the, you know, I, I outlined my two rules. When it comes right down to it, I have two rules. Every single time we change over for a drill, which is probably about every 10 minutes, you go get a drink of water. When you finish that drink of water, don't touch a puck. If you touch a puck, and you start shooting pucks. We are skating, and I made that very clear to them, because I, cause kids can get hurt that way, and kids can, yeah. you know, they'll they'll start just going, and, and then it's harder to get them back. You know, the drink's supposed to be quick. One minute drink, get back to me, right? And so that was my that's my biggest rule. My second one is if I blow the whistle and I call everybody in, get in, get in, get in, get in and get down on one knee.
1: And whoa, whoa, phone. whoa, whoa, Coach Chalmers, why so? Well, what because, are you coaching, Army versus Navy?
3: Because I think that one of the most important parts of a kid's practice at nine and ten years old is that I maximize the amount of time that they are actually doing activities and teaching I, them structure
0: think, as well,
1: right? And
3: teaching them structure, teaching them. And you structure. want them all
1: to take a knee and like make a political stance?
3: Well, yeah. y'all, this is uh, no. <laughs> you know what? The knee is because uh, <laughs> some of these kids are getting kind of tall, and I'm not very tall, and so to be honest with you, I don't want to be standing next to a ten year old. That's like two inches <laughs> shorter than me. So <laughs> straight out, yeah. Take a knee, you, you up, bastard. Get on yeah. a knee. That's so but Pat learned. That, 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 structure and my, my, even my practice plans are really, really based on getting as many kids moving as, as much as possible. You know, and that's a struggle because now we're down to just one goalie. This is the other thing about Adam at nine wow. years old is kids start to focus on goaltending. Back in novice, there was just you rotated goaltending. Now we have goaltending evaluations. If you're the goaltender on the team, you have your own equipment. You're now the goaltender for the practice. And that's something I've realized that I might struggle with right off the bat and is getting drills designed to keep them busy. Right. Yeah. So I've kind of I've I've reached out to the parents and luckily I've ha- I have a guy who's um stepping up and, and kind of has done this before, but is gonna work on our goalie one on one well, mm-hmm. you know, maybe during some skating drills or something. So that um that's something I wasn't prepared for, to be honest with you. I got
0: a, I got a buddy who uh, used to do goaltending camps and used to do goaltending instructing, so uh, oh, let me know. I loved,
3: uh, yeah, well, and that's the other thing is we're going to be getting, we're going to probably be doing just because we're only doing twice a week and mm-hmm. they're not going to get to see each other as much in the dressing room before, after. I mean, we have to be out. That's another thing about COVID protocol. We're out of that dressing room um, 15 minutes after, no questions asked. Like You basically just take your skates off, you get, you know, you take your helmet off, you put your mask on, grab your shoes, grab your bag, and get out. And your parents meet you outside too. So wow, um, so they're not getting a lot of time to like really get to know the other people on their team. Most of the time that they are doing that is on the bench during the game yeah. or you know at practice. So you
0: should do team Zoom calls.
3: <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because we're probably going to do a team uh, like a, a a parent meeting over Zoom because yeah. I don't want to put parents in a position where they have to make a decision as to how comfortable they are getting together at like, you know, in a confined spot or like a, uh, like out in a field where it's just uncomfortable. You know, you can sit, you can do it anytime. You can be at your house, do it over zoom and we can talk and get to know each other that way. Cause that's the other struggle for the parents is parents are having a hard time getting to talk to each other and getting mm-hmm. to know each other. And, you know, last year we made it really a point of emphasis at the beginning of the season to have a, meet and greet like week two. And it was huge in the fact that all the parents got to meet each other. They got to talk to each other just for an hour while the kids played. And it I think it made a huge difference in just the dynamics of our team. You know what I mean? And, so, and we're not getting that opportunity this year. So we've got to find creative ways, I guess you'd call it, to do it. Well, let's be honest.
4: Let's be honest. The real parent icebreaker is road tournaments. Yeah, I was just you say need that to you that have you need you bang need bang to have up, a so Zoom up. call, a cocktail Zoom call with the parents. I know, and that you're in um, uh, Sedgwick.
5: Yeah, you're on the Edson Edson trip.
4: Yeah,
3: I really like the Wasatchwin tournaments. They have a good one. They got a nice barn out in Wasatchwin. Yeah. But yeah, no tournaments. I mean, this is yeah. the, the good the good thing for our manager. Actually, there's there is two real good things about COVID, and that is we get like really nice jerseys, and we were required like last year to have Jersey parents where they take all the jerseys and the one Jersey parent washes all the jerseys, brings them back, sorts them out. Well, with COVID that just doesn't make any sense anymore. So now the kids are taking their jerseys home with them. Right. So, and those things are heavy. I mean, they're like, like a big, a Jersey bag and two of them. They're, they're just, when you got equipment and all this stuff. So that's one thing that we don't have to do. The second thing is there's a lot less fundraising we're going to have to do this year and a lot less, opportunity for a cash call because we won't have tournaments. We only have, you know, now our cash calls are going to be towards uh, extra skill development that we want to do privately. Right. We don't really need uh, uh, to to do any type of like, you know, Boston pizza dinner night or like go to a community hall and have a pizza party and, and, and and activities night. We just don't need to do that. We can't do that. I don't want to, I don't want to put people in uncomfortable position to do that. So, that's the other thing, fundraising. If you if you've always been hit up by your uncles, your aunts or your your brothers and sisters for their nieces and nephews, for like your cousins and stuff to buy tickets, that will not be happening as so much as this year.
0: Interesting. Oh, well, yeah. this, this has been the minor hockey corner with uh, coach Chalmers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Start The real life <laughs> podcast. Um, Jay's also here, is also here. You've heard their voices a few times. Uh, Wanye, what's new in your world? Anything going on?
1: Not really. Uh, no, can't think okay. of it. Um, hockey canceled, uh, public health important. Uh, no, that's about all. And
0: any new big uh, developments on the, on the dog patch front? Uh,
1: Jay, what are we thinking?
4: What are we thinking?
1: Do you think of a January now or do you still think before the end of the year?
4: Uh, it's Probably going <laughs> to be a January thing. So yeah. Really, really timing this right on the screws. But... Um, Here's where you know you're in a good business market, you're in
1: Chuck. You do you weigh the options and declare it's impossible to make money, and you're better
3: off to delay.
1: Isn't that great?
3: Other than other than little brick and basically all the unannulled, but every time you try to get like a cool bar going, like extenuating circumstances, like make it really difficult for you to succeed.
1: With you know Blue, you're right
3: with Blue Chicago, and then the uh, the hockey strike yeah. was just a kick in our nuts. Yeah. And then now you're trying to get this wicked dog patch thing set up and I mean covid's kind of killing you so that sucks.
4: Well, it, uh, does, suck. it does suck, but we're trying <laughs> it to engineer it to to survive. The interesting thing though is so the one thing covid is doing is it's it's forcing us to build out our winter patio strategy. It was something always that we wanted to do and we kind of chipped away at it but like this year we were we're like hitting so we're doing it all, uh, and we put out this tent with some fire warmers and stuff, and we got some custom fireplaces coming in for the patio little brick, and I just went peeped out, and it's packed under the tent with the heater. For real? Yes. Mm. It's <laughs> awesome to see. It's are awesome people, to see. Are,
5: are they also allowed in the cafe as well, or you just kind of go up to the counter with your coffee and then bounce? No, we do
4: have seating here, but we're very limited to how many people we can sit in here. And we're also very aware of the fact that maybe people don't want to come and sit inside uh, a restaurant. So we have to, you know, our outdoor game has to be tight. Hold on, hold on, hold really on. i got to take up.
5: a note here. Calmers, are you Chalmers- taking... Chalmers bitches at Jay all the time for doing. Sorry, that. I thought I put it on mute. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Yell
3: yeah. as loud as
5: you can. Throwing it in his trunk.
4: Have some class, Chalmers. I
3: thought I put it on mute. God damn it! Sorry, boy. That's
0: all right. We don't care. It's just a show. All right, Jay. You were saying. <laughs> uh, shit. Where was I? Talking um, about how you, you know you uh, you understand some people don't want to sit in the restaurant.
4: Yeah. So yeah. So we have to you know provide that outdoor experience and. You know, summer that was easy because the sun came out and it was warm and we just had to literally have tables, um, you know, distance apart and all that stuff. But now, you know, we have to provide uh, experience and be aware of the fact that it can be cold in the winter. So some heating mechanisms and some activations there to kind of draw a a reason for people to want to come down to Little Brick in the winter and hang out outside. So we're starting to phase that in, but it was like. You know, here we are early October and we just put our tents up and I'm like, holy shit, people are sitting on their sweaters at the the picnic tables and we got our little fire heaters going. I'm like, this is awesome. Will this shit hold throughout the winter? This is the question. Yeah. Will you look like in minus 10? Like, I think optically seeing snow on the ground and fire pits going will look awesome. I just hope. And I think, you know, people are really eager to get out of their house and do things and they want to make sure they're doing things in a safe manner and so that's why it's very crucial for us this year to try an outdoor experience so how this translates into dog patch is well dog patch relies mainly on people coming inside so that'll be fun but we do have a little bit of patio there we might be have some fun with so either way covid is uh it's forcing us us to us to be... back
1: even harder don't we
4: that's right it, it's yeah we're, we're we're getting punched but we're punching back
1: I will fucking personally, with my own hands, build an atrium off of the back of
4: Little Brick if I have to,
1: using mostly Tyler Uramchuk's windows, mm. and people can stay even warmer. Would you legitimately, Uramchuck go into a covered tent with heaters in February to have oh, a
0: coffee? Yeah, I think I would, and I and I put yeah. myself, like, yeah, if you were looking for something to do in the winter, and especially, yeah. like, you were talking about, you know, minus 10. I think minus 10 is the optimal time to be out doing shit in Edmontonians, you know, don't like staying cooped up for six months when it's cold. They like going out and doing stuff. So I think if you can, like, build something around, hey, look, come, you'll get a good coffee. You'll be in this tent. You'll be warm, but you'll be outside. You'll be doing something. Try, you know, one of the local coffees or anything like that. I think that's a cool, it's something different to do than just going yeah. to, like, hey, let's go sit in a Starbucks or something like that, right? Like, it, it gives it a bit of that unique Edmonton flair. Like, I, I look at it from, like, you know, you're, you're going on a date. And you can be like, oh, you want to meet for a coffee at Starbucks? Or you can be like, hey, let's do this cool fucking thing at Little Brick where like you sit outside and you're in this tent and all that. I think it's cool.
1: Perfect. Market research capped at one. Yeah. It's going to work great, Jay. (laughs) I think so, too. Unrelated, I work for a tent company legitimately all winter as payment for this tent. Like, not full time and shit, but every Monday afternoon at meetings. And we're going to sell some fucking tents. So, M Chuck, do you need a tent?
0: I actually cannot tell if you're kidding right now. I legitimately
1: <laughs> work for the tent
4: company. No, I do. I mean, well, don't I mean, fun <laughs> fact: fucking you showed up at <laughs> Little
0: Brick
1: one morning.
4: Fun fact, Wanya, your job is going to be much easier because I think the tent's selling itself. I received an inquiry yesterday uh, because someone came that I know. Someone came to Little Brick and saw. <laughs> oh, for real? Send that to me. I'm in the tenting game. We call it's it a class A lead. Oh, I've already, I've already, I've already made the connections. Commerce is already being into motion is this a business that's looking for a tent i mean in yeah. the tenting game i care right yeah. yeah
3: so you could do like sweat equity for anything straight up <laughs> i offer in a winter <laughs> where
1: we need a tent i will get a tent don't worry about that well, very
3: resourceful
0: in the winter you got a fire you got a tent keep yourself nice and comfortable maybe you is that get atrium that? coming right away maybe you can go head over to our friends at twig and get yourself a nice hoodie To keep yourself even more comfortable. I I can imagine they'll have some nice toques going up as well. Once we get closer to the winter. They got toques, hoodies, underwear. Everything you need to stay comfortable. It's comfortable goods for the modern caveman. And if you head to twiggenberries.ca. You see a few things you like. You can even save some money by using our promo code NATION15. It gets you 15% off your entire order. I'm actually looking right now at a really cool Twiggenberries vest that they have up on their website. And that would be nice for the fall. So check it out, twigganberries.ca.
5: Good local company. We're and be- oh, yep. Tyler, I think you'd look really sexy in some of these good luck undies.
0: I want to go see what they look
5: Say like. Say you're on a date, and you're at the
1: tent at Little Brick, here, M. in Chuck, yep. and it goes well. What are you going to be revealing later on in an intimate setting, which is socially distanced, I hope? Are you going to show some ratty-ass gint your grandma
5: gave you four years ago for Halloween? No.
1: Nope, or are you going to show some new stuff, twig and berries? Isn't that when your grandma
5: gives you underwear, Halloween? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> you go I, up to the door, say, check or treat, and grab a deposit of a fresh pair of ginch. That's right. That's
0: I'm, how I was raised. There's a yep. pair of good luck undies with, uh, they have pictures of roosters on them. I, think the I like the ones where there. there's
5: a, a picture of a shark attacking a scuba diver. Also, good luck undies. And I, I think that'd
0: be a great look for me here's uh, something else. The section Mean Bag Milk are looking at is labeled clearance. So those are all, uh, those products are on sale. You can get them for, get them for cheap. Good stuff, good price. One more time with the promo code,
5: please.
0: Nation 15 is the promo code you need. Uh, we're going to be joined in 15 minutes by our friend Scott Hastings from Odd Shark. Uh, Chalmers didn't get to watch any football, but that will not stop us from talking about a little bit of football betting as well. I'm also going to ask him a few questions on how you can bet on the NHL draft. Which is something I'm very interested in. Is that a thing? Oh yeah, man. Hell yeah.
3: You can bet on a god bunch of the re the research you'd have to do to bet on the NFL or the NFL draft is ridiculous.
5: But if, if only there was a deal. website that offered all kinds of profiles and scouting information, Chalmers.
3: I would need to know that. What is it called? OnlyFans.com. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's I bet Thanks. you Odd Shark
0: will have something on it. But anyways, um, we'll talk to Scott Hastings about that. Uh, Ken Holland spoke to the media today. If you guys will allow me to uh, talk a little hockey here, you he touched on a handful of things, uh, what they're going to do with the 14th overall pick, Bag Milk. I know, as you always do, you uh, covered the avail for the website. Uh, you, uh, what were your biggest takeaways from hearing Holland talk today? Uh,
5: to me, big thing was they're not drafting a defenseman.
0: Yeah.
5: Uh, I, I thought you know, that was pretty unique to me to have the GM come and, kind of come out and say that. Um, best player available. That was Tyler Wright thing from the other day. So it looks like they're going to draft a forward or Askarov if he's still there. I don't think he will be. Working on an extension with Nuge. They he kind of made a comment that he'd almost like to get it wrapped up by Friday if possible. But both sides want to make it happen, so that's also excellent news. Uh, he said he's talked to both Matt Benning and Andreas Asenius agents about protect, potentially signing them to lower term deals than what they're. Qualifying offer would be so I guess we'll have to wait And see what happens with that Um, And just kind of you know Basic draft strategies chatter, Talking about potentially moves There's a lot of talk going on I think that this could be one of the busier NHL drafts that we've seen but You know the thing that Ken Holland Does well is he gives you A little bit without telling you Really anything so As I was listening to it And going through all of Gregor's tweets about it it's going to be interesting to see another big one was obviously going back to last week's news oscar clefbaum is rehabbing his injured shoulder right now but it looks like uh, darren dreger actually added a tag onto it it looks like sh- shoulder surgery is coming for him so that's bad news It'll obviously complicates things went into looking for a goalie Think it's going to happen through free agency so it's going to be an interesting kind of couple of couple of weeks here for the edmonton Oilers, no doubt
0: Chalmers is uh, on the podcast right now, muted, but filling up a Slurpee at a convenience store. So uh, good for Chalmers on that one. Yeah, the big take, like the goaltending thing actually really surprised me. Um, I I was hoping Ken Holland would take a swing at maybe a younger option who could be here for more than just one or two years. Um, and that's likely not going to happen now. It's probably going to be a free agent goaltender in the 2 to $3 million range. Um, there was a report today that Vegas floated out an offer to the entire league and said, if you take Marc-Andre Fleury off our hands, we will give you a second-round pick. So you could get Fleury and a second-round pick. All you have to do is take his contract, and apparently not one team around the league agreed to do that.
1: Why is that, your m Check?
0: He's... He's making how old seven, is he now? thirty-eight years old. Oh no, he's he's not quite thirty-eight. Um, he's a little bit younger. Oh, he now. turns he turns thirty-six November. And he has two more years at seven million dollars. So you need to be able to take a. Uh, okay, hold up. I know the people listening can't see this. Chalmers set up his phone on the ledge, so he like walked away from it, uh, so we could go watch to- him. Fill up his <laughs> Slurpee cup.
1: Oh my God! He, is at he so loves the Slurpee. Look at him; he's so happy. So he's slurpee.
0: He thinks it, Chalmers, You're talking into the now mic. You're, talking, mute, you're muted right now, man. So we can't hear you. Um, did you just walk right out without paying for that Slurpee? He,
5: or have no, a You got pre, to prepay for Slurpee. Oh, you got to
0: for Slurpees. Look at that yeah. guy.
5: Look at the, look how <laughs> satisfied he is with himself. Too. There's like a little glimmer of glee on his face that you just can't. Like, you got to drink this in right now because he's so happy with his one thirty Slurpee.
4: This is why we need to video the podcast. That was content gold right there.
0: That is not the kind of stuff we'd get if we were still recording this in the studio. There would be no Chalmers walking around and uh, filling up a Flurpee while we record.
5: Still muted, Chalmers.
0: Yeah, you're still muted, man.
5: There
3: we go. Yeah. So I had my earphones in so I could give you a play-by-play and then I realized very quickly they were not working. Um, but I can, still, I can still hear you They have a new flavor in there Thunderberry Oh boy <laughs> <laughs> Now
4: you're
1: going to go to the rest of your high For the day and be so pumped All the other kids will be so jealous Nothing, nothing
4: What nothing color is the Thunderberry? Fall like an ice cold Slurpee yeah.
3: so, so what I did was I went Cherry Coke for the bottom one third And then for the second two thirds I went uh, Thunderberry yeah. And the top I always go with a little uh, cherry Coke again, cause I like to finish off. Okay. Um, so it's very pink, and I'm gonna see what it tastes like mixed with Cherry Coke at the bottom, cause that's
5: my jam. And What's your power rank? on this new? Fl- yeah. yeah. First thoughts on this new flavor, Tommer
3: Um, you know what? It kind of tastes like, you know, the Crystal Light that they have sometimes—the pink Crystal Light. Sure. Yes. Yeah, it tastes like that a little bit. It's kind of it's it's underwhelming. I'm not gonna lie. Um, consistency obviously is great. Uh but uh yeah, it's not really hitting me where I need to be hit. And I knew I should have gotten with my with my number number one on the power ranking, orange. Really? Orange just is Oh yeah. If you got orange, I'm getting it. Number two is Coke uh cherry coke. Number three is root beer, number four is grape, and number five would be Dr. Pepper probably, something, okay. something along. I I really like the peach and the uh yeah. the mango ones, but they're always they're a little too much. I mean they're it's a lot.
0: How uh, is that a lot?
3: Because it, not, they're not just like orange. They're not just a straight orange. They always have like, they're very, sweet. they almost taste like they're sour in a way.
0: Okay. Does that make sense? Sure. Is there one flavor that you can think of through your life that was so good, but then got discontinued?
3: Lime. I can't, where's lime? Where'd lime go? <laughs> Lime's gone. Somebody find lime. Mm. R.I.P. Mm. R. R. Lime. R.I.P. Lime. Yeah, R. A. P. lime.
5: I would say Mountain Dew Code Red Chalmers. What do you think about that? Oh,
3: never had it. Won't go Mountain Dew. Something against it. I don't know what it is, but I just I won't do a Mountain Dew flavor. You never you do know. the Dew. I never I do the, the Dew. <laughs> I heard that it's bad for you. Oh, right. Yeah, that's where you draw the <laughs> yeah. Thunderberry at nine a.m., boys. Whoa, whoa, Mountain Dew. Hold your horse. Yeah, I mean I've got standards here, boys. I've got. Standards. I'm not an animal.
4: Yeah. I'm ready for the long haul
3: <laughs> Well Chalmers getting back to your earlier bitch about football I in complete
1: solidarity with you Did not watch one second this weekend though.
4: Appreciate that man Just because I
1: want you to have somebody in your corner In these things
3: good. You are yeah. a very
1: good dad though It's worth noting Young Chalmers that I know that would have fazed at a hockey coach Like crazy And would have been like I'm not coaching hockey I'm watching football You've matured my man
3: All I, I know and I don't even check my phone on the bench i'm I'm really yes i'm maturing maturing. oh wow
4: didn't even check your fantasy once
3: okay so yeah and here's another thing there was a lot going on before i had to leave the house between like 7 a.m when i woke up and like nine o'clock i didn't even have time to place a bet so i i missed bet betting on the whole 11 a.m slate wow like yeah and it felt super weird because we got out of hockey at like 12 and these games are like right in the thick of it, so of course I had to go hammer a bunch of live bets, but now I'm doing live bets on just basically looking at the score. I have zero idea about momentum or anything that's happened in the game. I'm literally just going on like, if this team's down, but I thought they were going to win, or do they have a margin that's going to come back with and And you know what? I actually didn't do too bad i uh no. I, i'm still'm still, I'm, I still am way up for the weekend, which is surprising. proud of you. Um, I wanted. Speaking, to be, of yeah.
5: weekend, speaking of the weekend, the weekend, I was disappointed last night when there was no Big Brother on on Sunday. It yeah. ruins my routine. So yeah, was there, now there wasn't an episode? no Monday? No. No. Sundays
4: are now Sundays. Mondays. All
0: right. Someone's is someone dragging their mic across a carpet. Sunday, Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday. Now. You mean Monday, Wednesday, Thursday? Or sorry, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. Wow, that's actually really surprising. I did not know that was happening
5: especially on the heels of the triple eviction. Can we yeah.
0: talk about it? I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, we have a few minutes to talk about it. Then I have one more Oilers offseason question, and then we can get to Scott Hastings. But uh, triple eviction, I'm happy Danny went. I did, I thought she was playing too hard too early in this one, and I just thought she got a little bit sloppy at times, so I didn't hate seeing that. I think they're fools for getting out David, though. They should have taken a swing and just gotten on Nicole. Um, but here we are.
5: How about Nicole eating shit on the balance beam in that veto oh. contest? Oh yeah. Oh man, did she Jeez. wreck herself. She had a really tough week in contest because first of all, she couldn't make it up the hill for Otev. <laughs> it was just not happening. And then on that balance beam in the in the veto contest, she bailed so hard, just face first down. It was it was a tough week for Nicole. Oh Nicole.
3: Yeah. That was well, a, that, that that was something I, I didn't pay enough attention to is how bad of a week Nicole had. <laughs> That's... Not making then... it up Otev was just Probably the most embarrassing
5: thing yeah. I've seen in a long time and also, so either right either too? For... I uh,
4: thought I thought i I thought maybe when the votes were starting to go uh, against Nicole there, I'm like, holy shit, this is gonna happen yeah. cause yeah, I, I agree, keeping David around, plus I'm you know the the co-founder of the David fan club,
5: yeah, uh, i'm I'm bummed, man because he was just he brought levity to a season that was just like, you know,
3: are you guys insane right now? Are you joking?
5: What? No, because the thing with David is Chalmers is that he moves the plot forward. Yeah. I never expected him to win in any scenario whatsoever. No. But fuck me, was he entertaining to watch shoot yeah. himself in the foot? Yeah. So
3: didn't didn't you see him like kind of gaining confidence as he went along and being like, I'm in the top nine? Uh, that was un uh what's the word I'm looking for? That's, when you don't on, it was undeserved. on brand.
4: That's David. Undeserved. Oh yeah, that's why it was entertaining because because he, he, David thinks he's a mastermind because he like didn't win anything and stayed alive. Like he thought like he was killing it. And I'm like, oh god, David, you're so confused, but I love it.
5: And that's why it was so much fun to watch him just be like, I'm doing these moves and I'm in the yeah. mix, and anybody watching was just like, no, you're not, man. And I thought it was hilarious, so I loved that angle on the show because he was just like he was playing a completely different game from everyone else, and I found it to be insanely entertaining.
4: His ability to cry on command, though, does does command some respect. That's the mark of a good actor, Jay. Mm-hmm. Jeez, you he know it is. That's my that. Justin Timberlake's
1: performance in that movie about time captured my heart. Uh, even
4: though, even though, you know, he was telling the absolute worst lie uh, ever, and everyone saw right through it. The fact that he could add tears to it was amazing. His conviction, yeah.
5: you just like the way Chalmers that he went from being so proud of himself when he picked up the 10 K in the Otev competition to having that completely thrown back in his face almost immediately was endlessly hilarious. To him. He was so pumped. He's like, yeah, I got the 10 grand. And then everybody's like, you fucking idiot. And he's like, what, what, what happened? It was to so to good see it, to see it in his face. It's like, have you
3: never watched the show before? To see it in his face? Like, I don't understand. I don't get what I did wrong. And it's like, you literally had your big brother life up against the wall. And you chose money. Nobody's ever done that before. He deserved to go just
5: for that. Yeah. Well, he got his bag and he left.
0: Um, T- Tyler really cranked it up this week, though. Hey, like, oh,
4: did he ever?
0: He, he put it into another gear, and like that's kind of what he did in his season too. Like when he has to win, he'll win, and it, that's why it's so hard to get that guy out. Like he he's just such a comp beast.
3: Are you hearing yeah. the underlying comments about uh, like? I'm starting to. I'm starting to think Tyler might uh, complain about being away from Angela a lot while he's in that house.
0: Oh yeah, because
3: all they keep every. He even said he's like, I got five thousand dollars that I'm going to give to Angela, and it's like, and then and then them saying he just wants to go home so he can be with his girlfriend and stuff like. Also, yeah, it seems
5: to be like a real problem for Danny, wasn't it? Like Danny was own also owner. just.
0: Danny was just being a fucking pissy loser.
4: She was so bitter. Did you see Julie check her? She's like, I hate Christmas, and she's like, whoa, whoa, everyone in the house right now is saying that you're a legend. She's like, oh, yeah, okay, well, maybe.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was, uh, I think Danny was just a little bit too fired up getting voted out. Like, she was fucking mad when she stepped out. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyways, well, tonight's episode I guess could be a good one because we make it to see a little bit more of the behind the scenes from uh, from the triple eviction. It was also really funny when Julie was standing in front of the screens and they kept the words triple eviction oh, up, man. and everyone's like triple eviction, holy shit! And you could tell Julie's like fuck, fuck, fuck.
3: They made a mistake not just go being like, okay, we know you saw it. Like, let's just because you could you could tell in the pause that she wasn't saying anything meaning she was probably talking to like producers and stuff in her ear and somebody's getting fired over that one. That was a huge mistake. I almost
0: kind of liked it though. Cause it sent the house like into a spiral without having it confirmed. Cause they were like, Oh, it's yeah. just a speed week. And I think they thought, uh, I think they still thought when it said triple eviction, they probably thought that they were just going to play another HOH and someone would be gone on like Sunday. Like it'd be a quick week. I don't think they expected a third person to go home that night.
5: And I like the stress of triple, like I watch Big Brother Canada as well, so yeah. I like the stress of the triple eviction night. I find it interesting to watch them kind of like scatter and huddle in rooms because they've got no time to make decisions. I thought it was fun. I like it. Did
3: you notice in the first one, though, nobody went up to Memphis? Like, nobody went up to I think Almost they like just there knew. was no point. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Well he, he, well, he doesn't like he just, well, Memphis is Memphis, right? So he just he's going to do what he wants and he doesn't want to tell anyone, or have to convince anyone otherwise. And like, I, like it's funny, with like David goes, he's like, "Thanks, guys. I've been trying to get him out for since week 2 I'm like, "God, man, but you're so dumb."
5: I think he's going to be one of the next to go. To be honest, personally.
4: Oh, I I'm don't know. Tyler. Oh, I don't know. You got to take. Oh, uh, you got to try to take a shot at Cody. Eventually, you will. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who I'm cheering for to win, to be honest. Me neither. Um,
0: I'm just hoping for some entertainment. I'm
4: cheering cheering for Tyler.
0: Yeah, Tyler.
3: Tyler on body of work. The guy is like, he's quickly putting himself in a position where he could be like one of the best players ever played. He wins whenever he wants, and he his social game. He never pisses anybody off, and when he does, he manages to defuse it. Like within the week, nothing ever sticks to him.
5: How about um? This has nothing really to do with anything, but how about Cody not knowing that Californians was a thing and Texans was a thing? He thought he thought that he thought a Texan was an animal
0: because he what? probably all he knows is the Houston Texans logo.
5: Yeah, probably yeah. Well, that was so stunning.
4: Cute.
5: It was really stunning. Just like okay, like they've been making fun of this guy for being dumb all season, but like man, he's really putting his money where his mouth is with those. Mm-hmm. His,
3: do you know yeah. what you know what I think is going to happen is if somebody if if you were smart right now you take Enzo to the final two because when when you when you sit up there and you give your bona fides as to what you've done this season Enzo's is like two things like he won two competitions he really hasn't been he involved could in much
0: he could change that now if he starts winning though
3: but yeah hundred percent but, but yeah. as it stands right now he's like the guy that if you're Tyler you take yeah. Enzo with you and or nicole
4: or yeah i'll take nicole no i take nicole, I take nicole. Won,
3: if you like well, if, if, if she like i mean i really don't think she's long for this game considering she's she seemed to be fighting for her life during uh, the trip danny
4: blew her game up but that's the thing danny blew her game up and nicole's actually secretly kind of campaigning against danny
5: had to was yeah. like she like she saw the writing on the wall with that one i think uh, i had to
0: um but, like
5: danny was danny said it herself like for the past couple of weeks, she's been playing very, very hard in terms of like planting seeds and trying to point people at other people, and yeah. being so close to her, Nicole, I really had no choice but to go kind of be like, well, I don't know, Danny's kind of saying this, to try and save herself. Yeah. Um, Although, yeah, I got to say for for Nicole, I don't, I agree with Chalmers. I don't think she makes it to final two, but like I she's think- arguably got to be one of the best floaters in the history of this game because she Jones doesn't really. Far.
0: She doesn't really do much of anything. Someone might drag her to final two because there's no way she'll beat you in final two.
5: Like if she no. goes up, like there's no way anybody, if they no. win, would bring Tyler to final two, because he'll crush them. I would say the same thing about Cody. Yeah. I would bring Nicole Lorenzo.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't bring Christmas. I'd worried she'd be able to do some convincing. Um, I wouldn't bring Memphis because I think he's a good talker as well. So I would definitely be looking to bring Nicole Lorenzo to the final two. If I was one of the better players, but I'm not, I'm here on a podcast. It's the real life podcast, episode 219. Okay. Before we get to Scott Hastings and do some betting talk, I want to do one more Oilers topic that I wanted to get into. It's going to be a super busy week. Uh, These next seven days, there's going to be probably a lot of roster change coming with the Emden Oilers. I wanted to go around, give us one safe prediction for what will happen in the next seven days, seven, eight days, and give us one bold prediction. That's maybe uh, a little bit out there in terms of what could happen in the next seven or eight days. Uh, I can go first since I'm just throwing this at you guys now. Uh, my safe my, my safe prediction for the week, Alex Chason won't be in the Oilers organization uh, by the time we record this podcast next Monday. I think he'll be moved out. My bold prediction will come in the form of free agency. And I will say that one of Tyson Berry or Sammy Vatnin will be in Edmonton Oilers by this time Ooh. next week. So that's where I'm going to go with my safe and my bold one. Uh, Begmuk, I'm looking at you. You've been thinking hard here for the last 10 seconds. Uh, You you got one for me?
5: My safe prediction is a Ryan Nugent Hopkins extension Uh, by next Monday. Uh, They're talking about it. Both sides are down. It looks like they want to get it done. So I think that'll get done. Bold prediction. I'm going to say that hmm, the Oscar Clefbaum thing kind of fucks up this news, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm going to say that, uh, bold prediction, our Cowboy will be moving on. Okay. Chris
0: Russell will be moving on. I think the
5: Cowboy moves on.
0: Uh, Jay Wanye, Chalmers, anyone else want to step up here? Oh, I think my Cool God, Jew God. is coming home,
1: but we already know it. But that's my safe one. That's a good safe one. He's going to grease his way into the lineup and lick his nose. I don't know. Risky shit, man. It's going to be weird to see. Like It's going to be weird to see the impact of the financial environment. Right? Yeah. If, the, if the cap is truly flat would they say four years or something? three years yeah.
5: well and also the the interesting thing about that too is just some of the names you're seeing coming up in the rumor mill right now they don't make any fucking sense line a like that kind of shit yeah like this morning in the mailbag we had a question on this about who's the most surprising name that's come out in rumors for you like yesterday tyler johnson in tampa sergachev from tampa uh, Patrick oh. Linea and Winnipeg. Like, why are these guys available? And it's what Warnie just said, like the financial aspect of what's going on right now is crazy.
4: Yeah, Tampa is 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 a ticking time bomb for having to dump some, uh, move some players because uh, yeah. they won't be able to sustain that. I I would trade our first round pick for show.
5: I would. I would put so would Sergeyev I. and Broberg.
0: See you later. Welcome, uh, Jay. You got a safe and a bold prediction for the next week.
4: Oh man like i really I wish I had some preparation on this because I really want my bold one to be nice and hot and sexy, but um uh, uh, let me think here we're gonna have to sign some i i, I think we're gonna sign a, a a nice shiny new toy on the back end yeah. um I can't say names um but I think we're gonna shine uh, and probably gonna be a terrible contract for us, but I bet you the first year of it we're gonna love it um. So I'm interested to see who that's gonna be. You can't uh, say
1: names because you don't know names, or you can't say names cause you know names and won't say names.
4: No no, because maybe it's no, I don't know anything. Uh, I don't I don't want Tyson Berry because I don't think he's a good defenseman. Uh he's got offensive upside for sure, and I guess if Clef Bomb's coming out, we need someone who can assist with that. Um like what if the oilers got Tory Cruz? Ooh, that's a lot. I know, but like, I would love it. Uh, like that's yeah, like that would excite me. Um, so that would be kind of like on my bold uh, prediction wish list. And then yeah, the safe one, um, Connor McDavid will still be an oiler uh, after the draft. <laughs> that Ooh. is. I thought you
5: were saying he didn't have any bold predictions.
3: That is a <laughs> lock.
5: That is a Jay Downton lock of the week, right there. My, oh,
4: my,
3: my safe prediction is that the Oilers will draft somebody on draft night. Yep. And my bold
4: prediction is, Oilers fans will not like it.
0: Ooh. <laughs> there you go. That's a good one from Chalmers. Well, All right.
4: It's polarizing. If Oilers draft the goalie, it's going to be polarizing because, like yeah. I'm saying, we shouldn't. But because um, he's still five, like, he's three to five years out. If you draft him, and we yeah. have a five year window starting now, so it doesn't fit the plan.
0: It's uh, it's a <laughs> hell of a debate to be had.
4: Yeah. I'm I'm bullish. I'm bullish on. I I kind of I'm kind of liking Seth Jarvis more and more and more. He won't be. He there. just won't be there. Damn it! He's gonna. Yeah. He's a all the, Winnipeg all kid. the mocks
5: have him. All the mocks have him going. At latest, Winnipeg. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all the mocks when, that I was looking at, had him going there too. What what? What's that, Chalmers?
3: All the mocks that I was looking at, and they. They have him going to Winnipeg too, yeah? Where'd
0: you have him in oh. your mock draft, Chalmers?
3: Yeah, where are uh, your U11 um,
0: mock
1: drafts
4: at, Chalmers? Who are you picking you know, for next year? Are you looking to the pick-
3: the cupboard or what? Oh, but I'll, I'll Jarvis- take a knee here and listen. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. I was thinking the pick before or
4: the pick after. Or Winnipeg, yeah. That's what I was thinking Makes sense. About. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I got to step well, and in. Who, and, who do we, and, and who do we think we're signing for a free agent goalie? Me? Who do we think? I think collectively. Somebody collectively.
5: who's... Somebody who's a free agent, probably.
4: Um, yep.
1: Dynam- wow. The dynamic of this show is funny. We have Chalmers who doesn't like <laughs> hockey. Me who doesn't like football or betting. The around <laughs> Jack who doesn't like any of us. Bagel who <laughs> likes everybody. And Jay's also fairly
3: agreeable. Yeah. I, think
5: I like hockey.
3: Don't. I like hockey. I- yeah. You eleven
1: hockey that you can <laughs> mastermind.
3: I like it between. I like it between September and uh, June. That's when I like hockey. What's
4: fucking October? Whatever it is. Yeah.
3: No. 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 But when no. Sorry, but when the regular season's
4: on
0: is what I meant. Oh, I see. Yeah, not not much of a playoff guy. Uh, goalie, I think it'll be Grice or Holtby.
4: Holtby? No, no. There's not, no Holtby? way. Holtby, like, you we really better think not Holtby? pay for that. We better not pay that. I think one much. year, Hank. Bring him in. I one
2: think,
4: year, Hank.
0: Oof, yeah, biggest hog in the league, according to Sean Avery, Henrik Lundqvist. Um, you no,
1: know he doesn't, does he?
0: Uh, yeah, Sean Avery in his book said he's the most well-endowed teammate I've ever seen, and it's not even close.
1: What is he? Wow, he has what it can't all. What can he
4: do? He's got yeah. the hair,
1: he's got the style, he's got the goalie, he's got the life in New York. <laughs> Twins fair brother if you lose an organ? What do you think Brayden Holpe?
0: I yeah, think Brayden is going to get to market and be in for a rude awakening in terms of which teams are going to push hard for him and how much money is on the table. And I think he'll look at a chance to come play close to home Um, And I think he'll say, you know what, if you give me a three-year deal at around 3.25, three and a half mil a season, maybe it gets done. I'm not saying it's a lock, but I think there is a chance that scenario plays out where the market just isn't there for him. Robin Lander only got five mil, so hope he can't be expecting a number in the fives. I'm not sure if he can expect a number in the high fours, mid threes maybe, and maybe there's a discount to come home or maybe the Oilers give him a year more than anyone else will.
5: So didn't you Braden Holtby only have one bad year, though?
0: Yeah, but it's one bad year in a contract year when you have a lot of miles on your body.
5: You piqued
3: my interest in our goaltender situation. What? Why would we be looking for a free agent goaltender? Like, what's going to happen to our two?
0: Mike Smith's a free agent. They're not going to sign him. So he gone. Uh, yeah, your boy He, gone. Gone. he might come. Like, I Hall, don't know.
5: Ken Holland said that he did talk to his agents, but I wonder if that's just kind of like a professional yeah. courtesy more than anything else.
0: I hate to cut off this conversation because it's good. I wish we would have started it early, but we're like 10 minutes late getting to Scott Hastings for some betting talk. So we got to get that done right now. We got to give our friends at Odd Shark a, uh, a little bit of love. There's two big Monday night football games tonight. Pat's taking on the Chiefs and we also have the uh, passing on the Chiefs and the Falcons taking on the Packers. So we're bringing in Scott Hastings now. Scott, how's it going, man?
2: Hey fellas, what's going on this week? How are you oh, doing? Not
0: a whole heck of a lot. As always, oddtruck.com. Your spot to get prepared if you want to lay some money down. Uh, they got all the sports information you need. I like, uh, I'm on the NFL one right now, I'm looking. I like the little Shark Bites thing. New England, 8-4 and four straight up in its last 12 against Kansas City. Kansas City though, 8 no against the spread in its last 8 home games. Uh, before we get into a Sunday recap, uh, any for the two Monday nighters tonight, Scott, anywhere you
2: like? I would stay completely away from the Patriots Chiefs. There's just too mm. much uncertainty. Well, I don't like it. I don't like it. You know, Bill Belichick, who knows what he'll bring out there. Mm. Some voodoo stuff and they'll win outright. So I'm just staying completely away from that one. Mm. Um, but as far as the, the Packers and Falcons, I'm looking for a shootout out there. Uh, a lot of points put up on the board. So I like the over in that game. But staying far away from the Patriots okay, Chiefs, I don't like it.
3: But Newton's not playing tonight, right?
2: Nope. No he's
3: definitely confirmed
2: out, yes, yes unless think he has the,
3: have a
2: chance uh, unless the he has Putin. the twenty four hour um vaccine that Trump has, but I don't know uh, <laughs> no, yeah, you know it, it only makes sense to take the chiefs to win in a landslide, of course I can't do it i don't i just I don't trust it. I don't trust bill belichick um i I could just see some crazy stuff going on because it's too much of a layup. Uh, so it's a stay away. It is a stay away and hope Clyde Edward Filaire goes off and saves my fantasy week.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, you don't even like it. There's not even an over-under play, or do you have a lean on the over-under in this one? No, you're just, Bill Belichick yeah, is my, enough would, to throw you away from it?
2: Yeah, if I was to take a total, I would be on the under. Oh. Um, that Chiefs defense is a little scrappy, uh, as we saw last week against Baltimore, which was, I was, that was such a layup pick, too. Um, was the Chiefs as an underdog? Oh, loved it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, if I was to go one side, I'd be on the under. I just I don't know. I just, I every once in a while, you get those weird feelings where it's just like I'm staying way away from this game.
0: We, uh, every week on the show, we do our uh locks of the week. Everyone throws forward one bet, we use odd jerk, we get all the info, then we try to be as educated as possible. And uh, so far this week, we are three and oh. If we want to go a perfect 4-0, we need the Packers to cover tonight. So uh, I'm liking our chances on that.
2: Yeah, I like that. Definitely. Let's go.
0: Uh, looking back at cool. yesterday. Oh, sorry.
4: Well, I'm just saying Packers tonight are, are an interesting game because Adams is out and Lazard is
2: out. Yeah, Valdez Scantley's got to uh, have a big game, I guess, for the boys.
4: <laughs> well, I need him in my fantasy to win this week. <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm trying to use that logic.
2: Yeah. No, well, you still got Aaron Jones going to run the ball well. And Aaron Rodgers, I don't know where the hate was coming in the off season about the Packers that they were getting no love and even, you know, talking about not even contending for the title and stuff. And I'm like, you still have Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't matter what team you roll out there. He's going to find areas. He's going to huck the ball 300 plus yards every week. If he's in the game and they've got a solid running attack as well, you can't count out the Packers ever.
0: Looking back at uh, this last or at yesterday Sunday, uh, which games really surprised you? Surprised the sports books? Which results were uh, were the most stunning?
2: Well, how about uh, Philadelphia finally uh, getting a win? Me as a Dallas fan, I was disappointed (laughs) that they finally got on the win, but Dallas would uh, Dallas was probably my surprising one. I thought, you know, when a quarterback throws for five hundred yards, they're going to win the game. Uh, That did not happen. yeah, Dallas' defense is—it's an absolute dumpster fire right now, and and I know they have a lot of injuries. And it started in preseason when Gerald McCoy went down. Um So I think that was a little surprising. I didn't think the Browns would be able to keep up offensively with Dallas, and I don't know if it's if they kept up or if just Dallas's defense just was absolutely horrendous. Uh The other one that didn't overly surprise me—I was impressed, I guess. Impressed would be the proper term and that would be uh the Bengals beating Jacksonville. I thought that was a good uh a, a sort of a good test for Joe Burrow and b- first time being favored I believe and uh yeah he he performed well got the win and the cover.
5: He looked great. He's going to be a from star. From the highlights. Oh, from yeah. the highlights. He looked he looked awesome.
0: Yeah. Uh, Joey Burrow with a good performance in Jacksonville. Uh, I want to circle back to the Cowboys quickly because I know they're obviously an incredibly popular team. I know they're probably bet on a lot. Where do we? Where do they go from here? And if you're looking at them from a betting perspective, are they a you do not touch them for a few weeks team until you see if they figure it out?
2: Yeah. Well, the first thing you could just hammer the overs. Yeah. And take alt line over and just hammer it. Bet everything on it. It's going to hit. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but the overs of course have been really good there you know the the team so Leighton Vanderesh is one of their linebackers a pivotal piece in their in their defense core uh, he broke his collarbone in week one so he's probably not going to be back for another three weeks two weeks at best Sean Lee's on the uh IR so he's not going to be back for a while so I think if you're going to make a play well I guess they're playing the Giants that's a dumpster fire too yeah, it might be a, a stay away for a couple weeks for uh, Dallas.
0: Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, have you spent any time looking ahead to next week to see if there's any uh, early lines on that that uh, jump out at you? Like I'm kind of just taking a look at it here for uh, for the first time. Cardinals minus six and a half against the Jets. I, I still think the Jets are very bad, and I think you bet against them every chance you can get. So I, I'm looking at that as one that, that really jumps off the page at me. Uh, anything that catches your attention, though?
2: Yeah, that, that one was one that caught my eyesight at seven, but six and a half, even better if you're Cards backer. Uh, but again, that's Cards come no east. You'll get some people that are afraid to make that bet, but I do like that. I think the Jets are pretty atrocious, although they started to move the ball well uh, against Denver there on Thursday night, or what an exciting game that was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the, the Jets, uh, if people remember heading into last season, there was some love that the Jets were going to be somewhat of a contender in that AFC East. Of course, that didn't happen when uh, Sam Darnold got mono, and that sort of derailed their season. So, could they be starting to get things together? Maybe, uh, but I think the smart bet would be on the Cardinals. Uh, the other game that I'm interested—I don't know if I'll we'll play aside or not—is Baltimore and Cincinnati. Uh, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of love on the Bengals, on Joe Burrow at plus 13 and a half, might get that at plus 14, might move a little more. I think the public's going to pound that one. It might be a good opportunity to get Baltimore at a big number and just feel good about yourself winning in a big big way and go against the public. So that's one that I'm sort of interested in. I'm not sure which way I'll go on that yet. Um, And the other one, uh, Steelers um, giving up seven and a half to the Eagles you know, this Eagles team, although they're banged up, I'm not sure how injured Deshaun Jackson and, um, oh, I'm forgetting their number one there. Uh, okay. Alshon Jeffrey? Alshon Jeffrey, thank you. Um, I don't know how banged up they are, but if they could make a return, seven and a half point underdogs, if they can start riding the ship too, that's another dangerous team, yeah. as much as it kills me as a Dallas fan. They do have some talent there, and if Wentz can start rolling, um, That's a sneaky team.
3: This Seattle Seahawks line of favored by seven over the Vikings seems awfully
2: low. Yeah. Well, I think it's just that the Vikes had the the big win. The Vikes can put up a lot of points. And we have seen teams have success on the ground against Seattle in the early going. And, of course, Dalvin Cook being one of the best running backs in the game. I think that's why you see the line closer than you might have expected. I would have thought around nine. Uh, with the line so seeing it at seven it doesn't overly surprise me just because of the running impact that uh, Dalvin Cook brings and you know that offense um, Kirk Cousins is starting to expand just from Adam Thielen he's getting Justin Jefferson involved and Kyle Rudolph so Minnesota is another team that that's getting a lot of crap on them but they're better than they are they're on the upswing you say I think so, but I don't like them either. I don't like Kirk Cousins. No, I don't
3: either.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I got another topic here I want to get to before we wrap up today's chat. Uh, anyone else have any other NFL questions they want to float forward here? No. Nope. Good. Well,
4: I'm, I'm, say, I'm saying the Browns straight up money line against Indy this weekend is a lock. A lock? Yeah.
0: Interesting. Of a-
4: yeah. That's not my
2: heart talking this time. That's my head.
0: Scott, will you back that up? They're plus 124 on the book I'm looking at right now.
2: I I like taking home dogs, especially at plus three. I always find it's a good line to just play outright. Um, Yeah, the, the, the Browns, the way they were slinging it again against Dallas was very impressive, but I don't know. Could, could we and, and five other people do the same thing against this Dallas defense at this point? <laughs> Probably. So I don't know how impressive that was. Uh, and that Colts defense, holy jumpins! are they scrappy. Holy cow. Yeah. I was watching them uh, this past weekend, and they just completely dismantled Chicago. They That was an embarrassing performance by Nick Foles and, and the crew, but if that Colts defense is nasty.
5: Scott, rookie question of the week for you. You're talking about some of the things that are, you know, some games that are, that you just straight up avoid. Like you talked about the Chiefs game tonight. What kind of ranks at the top of your list in terms of things you're looking at when it comes to finding a game that you're just like, this is not for me.
2: Yeah. So I think, you know, key injuries. So I've mentioned that before. Offensive line to me is important. Obviously a quarterback. So Cam Newton going down because the line will shift in those sort of situations, and sometimes the line shift is overreaction, and sometimes it's not as much as it should be. So, I find it gets really, really tricky when you get a really key injury. Running back, I'm not so worried about. You'll that's also a good one. The running back goes down, you'll see the line shift way more than it should because typically a good running back is because they have a good offensive line. Now there are exceptions to the rule, but. Typically, Dallas, for example, had a fantastic offensive line. And year after year, they were hit to Marco Murray. They had Marion Barber. They had these running backs that were going for a thousand yards. And when their contracts were up, they weren't re signing them because they wanted the money. And they just bring in another guy uh, and and just just go for a thousand. So there's certain positions that I really key in on. And um, especially if, if it comes out during the week that they got injured that I will stay away because I don't like the line movement that has, that has come. So injuries are probably number one. Um, And then sometimes you'll just hear things throughout the week. You know, there was a weird travel there. This happened with their gear traveling to this place. Like some of those weird ones that I'm just like, Oh, I might've had somebody locked in originally. I might just stay away, even though it may not impact the game at all. I just don't like when weird things happen.
0: Fair enough. Are you, are you a superstitious guy in general?
2: No, not, not typically. Like I don't, uh, I don't have to wear a certain shirt when I'm watching football or anything. I just, I just, I think I've been around sports and just yeah, yeah. knowing your routine. Uh, you know, there, the Colts and, and bears were a good example too. Yesterday they were supposed to start at, uh, two o'clock on the far East. I guess that's what 11 for you fellas. Yeah. Um, And then that got pushed to the evening games like that's that can throw off a lot of rhythm and stuff. So I just don't like when that happens so late and it it can some of these players are super superstitious and that may mess with their game. So uh, me as a better, I don't really care as much, but it's uh, it may be enough to just keep me away.
0: Interesting. Uh okay, the last area I wanted to touch on with you, I'm going to say this and some listeners are going to be like, "Are you fucking kidding me? You can do that?" But you can, and it's betting on the NHL draft, which goes mm-hmm. tomorrow. I know you can bet NHL, NBA, NFL, all the drafts. You can you can find ways to put money on them. If you do your research, are there generally good plays to be had, and what kind of bets can you look at when you're looking at betting on something like the NHL draft?
2: Yeah, so Bodog Bovada has a big list of, of draft odds, you know. You can pick, is this player going to go over under third pick or like Quinton Byfield. He'll be set at two and a half. So whether he'll go two or three, Um, you'll get stuff like that, or you'll get amount of American born players going to go in the first round or Canadian players and stuff like that. So with proper research, there can be money to be had there for sure. Um, of course, you get a team that comes in or to left field and just takes somebody completely random. Usually it's the Calgary Flames. So just avoid anything when they're about to make a pick. Uh, who'd they take a few years ago? They took a guy out of high school. I was like,
5: what are you guys doing? Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, yeah, it was Craig Button's brother. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so there, if you do the proper research and, and stuff like that, there, there can be money to be made. But again, you might get some wonky picks that you, you just, Shrug your shoulders, like why are they taking
0: that guy? Perfect, Scott. As always, appreciate your time. Or no, Jay, you got another one?
2: Oh no, I'm good.
0: All right, perfect, Scott. As good always, lightning
2: man. win last week.
0: Yeah, I forgot we haven't talked since the cup was handed out. That uh Jay, you were you were oh. a rich man from that lightning win, hey?
4: Oh yes, yes. I, I gotta. I, I needed to let that money just sit and forget for a little bit because <laughs> I've, I've wanted to make the dumbest bet and I've got to. So I've been. I'm keeping that isolated in its own account and doing my own little bidding on the other side because the numbers can get kind of big on the on the big dog account. But yes, <laughs> I am currently rich.
2: Love it. Good to hear.
4: Put it i all got on one more oil. question. Oh, yeah. yep.
3: So it has to do with something that I'm just going to ask your opinion. There's obviously going to be no right answer to this. But next week, we know that we have two teams that are getting like a game that's been postponed due to COVID, right?
2: Can you say that again? You cut out for a little bit.
3: Oh, so there's the games that are been postponed due to COVID, right? And next week when they play, how, are we treating that like a bye week? Are we treating like how do we know which players were? Uh, how do we look at that? What what is there? What are the things that we need to think about with that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. I don't know because that's that's one we we haven't ever seen it. So it's it's super interesting. What I think I've heard now, Tennessee has had 19 players. Uh, affected so far. So that's like that's a large chunk. Uh I don't know how many of those were starters, how many were practice squads. Um, you know, it was it any key players. And I thought that the resting period was 10 to 14 days. So are they gonna miss a second week? I, I don't know. I think we're gonna have to evaluate that as we get closer to game time and we know who's playing and who's not. So if it was just a bunch of practice squad players it is by week, maybe they played some Madden over the last uh, ten days, and and they'll be rearing to go. But if it was some key players like a Derrick Henry, well, then things might be a little different. Can he still breathe as good as he could, you know, two weeks ago? So I don't know. I it, it'll be interesting just to hear who's going to be on the injury report or not.
3: I'm super nervous about it. I'm not going to lie. I feel like if they do have to cancel and a second week of a game, yeah. that. The dominoes of that falling—if like two more teams have to go through that—I feel like I might just bet my whole account every week now because we're on borrowed time, I believe. <laughs> in my in my in my doomsday scenario, I just—I I don't know.
2: I heard that they may try and fit games in between week seventeen and the first weekend of playoffs, which I don't like uh, personally. I would rather if they just push the playoffs back, but I don't know what the rules are in place for that. But yeah, that could be interesting. Well, if you get a pivotal game that happens after week 17,
3: but the, and they were willing to start the season a month late at the very beginning yeah. and push the Super Bowl back to a month. Like, yeah, I believe that what the, if, if, if it was me thinking that I would say, look, we were always planning on having that month play. Why don't we just start it when we can, as early as we can and use that month when we have to, if we have
2: to, yeah. Yeah, so, I totally agree.
3: I just think it's going to mess up a lot of people. I mean, and as trivial as fantasy football might be for a lot of people, it's it's it drives a lot of the NFL, yeah. you know? So And, like, it's going to screw up a lot of people if they do something like fit in a whole bunch of games week 18, let's say they call it on the schedule, right? I just hope that they have – I hope that they're thinking of everything and going to use that month and just push back the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. push it back. Everything's going to push back. And if they haven't seen that it's gone well for everybody, like NBA is doing well, you know, in their circumstances, and NHL did well in their circumstances, like just MLB is doing great, push it back. I don't know. That's my opinion.
0: (laughs) Talk to Roger Goodell. Yeah, I wish. He'll be our next guest on the podcast. Uh, Scott, as always, uh, appreciate your time, man. Thanks for the insight. Take care,
2: guys. Good luck. All right, Thanks there you God. go. That's Thanks,
0: buddy. Scott Hastings from Odd Shark. You can head to oddshark.com for all your sports betting information needs. Get set, whether it's the NHL draft, NFL, Major League Baseball playoffs is going on right now as well. They even have a section labeled politics. So if you're into politics and you want to start uh, maybe betting on some upcoming elections, you can, uh, if you really want to do, you could do stuff like that. They have it all at Oddshark is my point. Uh, episode 219 of the Real Life Podcast brought to you by Oodle Noodle. Guys, it's going to be a busy seven days for everyone. Uh, Lots of NHL stuff to break down and all that, so keep it locked on OilersNation.com. We'll have a new episode on Thursday where I expect we'll be talking about a lot of Oilers moves. Don't forget Oilers Nation Radio, the other podcast we do. That one is up. Friday's episode is a good off-season preview, you can go check that out. Uh, Don't forget, Bissell Center is the charity this week over at Uno Noodle, so you can head to their Instagram and check out that ad. Also, get comfortable. You're listening to this podcast, you could be even you could be even more comfortable listening to this podcast and our soothing voices. Head to twiggenberries.ca use the promo code Nation15. Guys, thanks for giving me an hour today. Hour plus, we went late. You're welcome. Cool. All right, there we go. Episode 219 of the Real Life Podcast is over.
2: Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from.